Wait. Because when C Major I... just said what he said before he hit record, <laughs> your response, <laughs> your facial response. <laughs> That's what the people have been missing. Let's get this thing started the right way. Oh, it didn't even start from the beginning. That is trash. <laughs> Underestimate what the cheesecake factory has in store for you. Take a look down at your shoes. Recognize you only buy clothes from Timur. As you try telling lies. On the internet when you say I ain't going there on the date I guarantee if it's free you'll be on your way You could see Victory at the Cheesecake Factory He may buy you a daiquiri You never know it may grow to matrimony but your mind is blind Cause you see another view You don't see what's in front of you You deny a good guy all because of you Welcome, 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 welcome. <laughs> I'm gonna bust out with that shit in mid conversation. <laughs> welcome. I'm just gonna be talking. I'm gonna be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I need to find the cummerbund. I need to find this man, the, the the sparkly cummerbund. Yeah, this the had that on deck. Is uh. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Halloween right around the corner too. Yeah, we need that for. Uh, I'm getting ready for next Halloween. Uh, Okay, I'm getting ready for next Halloween, so don't be surprised if you see that cummerbund pop up. Welcome to this week's episode of Reels and Feels. I'm your host T Greasy with my co-host Janelle and our producer Extraordinaire C Major. Let me start off because I had a busy week. Yeah, I even wrote some shit down. Dang. Oh, because I'm getting, <clears throat> getting 46. It's hard to keep track. <laughs> And I did a lot this week. I, right? Damn. <laughs> Wait a minute. 46 is when it's hard to keep track? <laughs> well, for me, it was hard <laughs> at 26. So <laughs> I'm like, damn, I forgot to tell you. But I wrote some shit down because last week I asked you all to move the recording time. You were very generous in doing that. I want to thank you. And the reason why is because our niece, Hanny Pooh, got baptized. And being a godparent, we were in attendance. It was a very, very emotional thing. She's super sensitive. And so she took it very seriously. This is the type of church where they don't just do it because you said to do it. You know, you want to do it like you have to put in some work. And so she, they had the tub up front. And I I haven't seen one of these in years. Mm. I have to be honest. Mm -hmm. It's been quite some time. And they walked, I think they wound up baptizing like 20 people that morning. And they had the cameras on. The church that T-Boom and family go to, yeah. (laughs) It looked like all the clips you see on Instagram of the church, the the rock band church. Mm -hmm. That's what it looked Mm -hmm. like. That's the type of church they go to. So they got cameras and special effects and and a band in the back looking like Daltrey. You know what I'm saying? Like that Creed band, you know? (laughs) 
with arms wide open. <laughs> yeah, that type of band. <laughs> and so we sitting there watching. So we got good seats. See her go through the process, get dunked, say what she needed to say to the to the person that was dunking her. And afterwards, after church, we all, how you feel? It was a very emotional experience. I said, oh. I had to walk away because, you know, 46, I cried every day. Yeah. So I walked away, gave her a big hug, and then I just went and got myself together because I'm like, hell, what am I doing? Mm. Um, <clears throat> and, the very, and then afterwards, we went to brunch. So this is already a long day for me, okay? I have been, and I got up, and I drove an hour. <laughs> And got up. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, let's take this is an itemized list of everything that happened on one day. <laughs> I got up, I drove an hour, attended a church, got emotional watching a baby, my baby get baptized, went to brunch, ordered endless mimosas, and they end. I'm at the age now where they end. <laughs> you gotta limit what, if to it's endless limitless. or if it's bottomless. I found the bottom. It ends. I'm done. Three, four glasses. I'm done now. Drive an hour back to the crib. Take the quickest nap I could possibly take. Because that night, we have tickets to go see Tony, Tony, Tony. Do you get what I'm saying, Ms. Janelle? This was a day. I had a time, mm-hmm. okay? All within 24 hours, these are the things that I did. Went into the city. Went to see Tony, Tony, Tony. Phenomenal show. Two take takeaways from that. And I'll close my book here because I think I can remember the rest. <laughs> it's going to go bad. Yeah. Uh, two things to note <laughs> while I'm sitting there. <laughs> y'all don't have faith in I'm me. I'm taking the under. I mean, I already don't have faith in me. I don't need y'all to not have faith in me, too. <laughs> two things I took away from Tony, Tony, Tony. All right. The mic is on. Mm-hmm. All three of them still look healthy, and they and it's. I don't know what I was thinking in the nineties. I kind of thought they were some soft dudes, just by the way they they dressed. You know what I'm saying? That little funky kind of uh, psychedelic. Hey, you know, we yeah, had some man. preconceived notions being from the East Coast. We didn't wear those things. It wasn't how you. It wasn't how you presented yourself if you was a tough nigga. What I no. saw on stage Sunday was three tough niggas. <laughs> like, <laughs> they came ready to fight. I was what? about to say, what, what's different about what they come with? Leather jackets? I don't... <laughs> there was nothing different. They had to, they opened the show in the same bell bottom flared shirt collared puffy shit that I that I was introduced to yeah. them right. in the nineties. They had see through shirts on. See... It never rains. Yes. Right? They, we couldn't see tough niggas. Yeah. Yeah. But what I know now. At my big age, and the way that they walked on stage in those outfits was they some tough niggas, and, and they could only do that if they'll beat the shit out of you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, at the end of the day, because you know you know tough niggas is going to want to try you. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, player, player. I wear this for the bitches, but I'll fuck you up. <laughs> And yeah. that's what Raphael, Dwayne, and Timothy gave me on Sunday. Okay, I'll fuck you up. Yeah, I got on, I got flowers on my shorts, but I will fuck you <laughs> up. 
Yeah, my chest is out and something mm-hmm. is shimmering, but I will stomp the dog shit out of you, homie. Okay. Raphael came, they had a costume change. So Raphael's first outfit was a matching flared burgundy deep brownish colored 70s like Bootsy Collins type of thing I see going it already. on. You don't even got to describe no more. Mm-hmm. I could I could stop yeah. there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, Timothy had on suit. some <laughs> razzle dazzle shorts with big Doc Martens and like mm. some type of jacket. Um, Dwayne came out in what appeared to be a full body razzle dazzle suit. A jumper? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holding the incense. And I said, Holding that nigga it. will fuck you up. <laughs> and I'm going to stay your That's ass afterwards. That shit's crazy. Yeah. That will knock you the fuck out. He will slow wine with your bitch and fuck you <laughs> up. Yeah, we going to go to a different function. That nigga at the party. Well, <laughs> number two takeaway. They gave everybody a moment to shine. You know, um, me exploring jazz, I saw that. Or I noticed that one of my favorite trumpeters was in the band. Keon Harold was playing. Um, A couple of background vocalists that I recognized from Instagram. They gave everybody on stage a a chance to shine. They only work with... This is musicianship at its finest. Like, there's no... They don't play. That was the number two takeaway was everybody on that stage knew their instruments well and did an outstanding job. The number three takeaway, when Versus was popping off, nobody ever mentioned Tony, 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 right? Nobody ever tried to say Tony, Tony, somebody should do a Versus with Tony, Tony, Tony. Are they the boogeyman of R&B? Because... Let me just say, we were there from 8 to like 10.30-ish. All hits. All hits. Now, Raphael got some side projects and didn't even touch on the shit that he just wrote and didn't perform on. And didn't even touch on all his side projects. And I just kept hearing hit after hit after hit. I know the big talk doing verses was Boys to Men versus Joe to see, you know, some of the ones that we never got to see to fruition. And I'm thinking Tony, Tony, Tony would give both those bands a little, a little smoke that they wasn't, that they probably both not thinking about. Cause it, it, it the, 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 the discography is crazy. That first album alone is nuts. The second album is crazy. Every song that they partnered with John Singleton <laughs> on in a movie is crazy. It was just a remind, a constant reminder. Yeah, we do this. Oh yeah, you love this too. Uh, I'm at, I'm on. They had an intermission, yeah. They they took a break from the hits. <laughs> and during the intermission, played more hits. Like what the fuck? I feel what you're saying, Grease. I think it's twofold with that though because. <clears throat> They're peerless in the sense that, like you said, they they were a band. They're all musicians. They where you didn't have that with a Jodeci, you didn't have that with Boys to Men stuff like that. And then there was a long stretch where they were performing as Anthony, Antonio, Antoine, mm-hmm. and we had another <laughs> nigga in there 
mm-hmm. who wasn't Raphael Sadiq. Mm. So we don't want to risk conjuring that up and they bring this extra nigga. Mm-hmm. Because remember, the main thing about this tour was it's going to be all of them. Because we've been at festivals where the replacement man was yep. and it's nobody needed same. that. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it is a matter of them uh not necessarily being boogeymen, but the industry understanding that there's really no group like them. Mm-hmm. Maybe a band like Mint Condition, but not even in that same yeah, space. Yeah, I, I thought about them. I thought about um, Mint Condition. But there was a long period where you didn't know if you could get them all in the room together. Mm-hmm. You know? It's it's definitely, it was definitely an eye-opening experience for me. Um and for a lot of these legacy acts, because I'm going to consider them a legacy act, like they mm-hmm, don't have to absolutely. put out anything new. They could tour off of that, off of those albums that are already in existence for many, many years to come. Um, I've been looking for the next Maze. You know what I'm saying? Like how our, mm. our parents had Maze. I think Tony, Tony, Tony might be the closest thing we have to to the to Maze because you're going to dance. They got yep. ballads that. Bama's was up (laughs) they stood up and danced to a ballad like it was a up tempo joint soon as you hear the guitars for um, lay your head on my pillow it's certain intros that just and they so fucking cool I know I'm just like my brain is kind of I'm taking myself back there and looking at their Mm because they knew what they was doing they might just Raphael just might turn around and give a head nod and be like let's go ahead and fuck them up real quick and it's like oh and did Dwayne turn yeah. around with another incense while he's playing the riff we love <laughs> this shit was crazy man. a great show great show I had an awesome time awesome time and then um, I want to say it was Wednesday evening uh, I meet T-Boom back into the city same theater to see the MJ musical Miss mm. Janelle, I've never seen Michael Jackson live. You have, right? Yeah. I've never seen Michael Jackson live. This is this is the closest probably I'll ever get to seeing him live. They also weaved in his story. It's a beautiful play. If it comes to the town, if it comes to your town, check it out. I can't I can't say enough about how impressed I was with the entire cast pulling off a life in such mm. in in two hours that's just you know and they're not going to touch on everything they're not going to get to everything but you get the gist of his drive and the type of performer and artist he was and me being a fan you know since knee high like this was this is going to be my husband which you know i know i think you know i think you said at one point battle you yeah okay (laughs) Mm -hmm. um i knew everything every song even the ones that were just kind of in the background. And I'm not a fan of musicals, but if I hear a song I like, I'm going to sing it. I'm going to nod my head. I'm going to snap my fingers, something. T-Boom and I were amongst the driest fucking Atlanta crowd I've ever been in in my entire life. Fuck that crowd from Wednesday night. They were trash. They was too cool for MJ? They're sitting they there. <laughs> this is not wicked. This no. is not Fiddler on the Roof. This is not Phantom of the Opera. This is the motherfucking MJ musical. 
get up and dance, people. What the fuck are we doing here? What? Why is it only me, T Boom, and two motherfuckers dressed like Michael Jackson in here partying? <laughs> <laughs> Why are we the only ones having a good time in this bitch? What the fuck is going on? And I'm sitting there and I'm singing shit and I'm trying to. I'm ready to get up when everybody else. I don't want to be the only one. But I don't want to be that right. asshole. You know what I'm saying? Stand up, blocking the view from people behind me. But what the fuck are we doing here? Everybody right. sitting there reserved, just sipping their wine, eating popcorn, going, ooh. I'm like, no, no, bitch. No. Get up. Do you hear Eat. what the fuck is going on? Mama say, mama saw, mama. Why aren't we up? <laughs> like, the, the hits. <laughs> <sighs> That's frustrating. It's yeah. Mama Say, Mama Sama, Makusa. He's get, they are the team, the actors, the theater, the band. They giving you everything right now. And we're yeah. sitting down. What the niggas, fuck Niggas is trying this to observe about? it. <laughs> like, Slim, take it in right. like art. Like, I mean, no, nah, that ain't the type of art that you just observe. The, I, know, I know the people on stage gave you some of this. Yes, like, 100%. Clapping the hands. <laughs> On this the is, breakdown, Mama yeah, said, Mama come said, Mama on. Said, is, come on, right? I'm, I'm, but it literally sounds like this in the audience. It's just, <laughs> it's just me and T Boom. Like, what the fuck? Why are we, why are we acting like this right now? It was so disappointing, and mm. I wanted to go backstage and apologize to <laughs> for the on rest of, of Atlanta. Yo. What the fuck? And I'm trying to figure out, did we go on geriatric night? Like, what night? <laughs> did we go on a run? Like, is it is it another, is it a party night? Should we have gone on a Friday? Or what the fuck? Because you know, even Thriller didn't even. When I tell you, Miss <laughs> Janelle, that look, that's exactly how I looked. They hit Thriller in October. What the fuck? <laughs> Nobody got here. up and did the, the shimmy. Not yeah. only did they hit Thriller in October, Missionary. Right. They, they teased Thriller because they were showing, part of the play was showing the making of the album. So they teased it. So you got a good minute and a half, two minutes of Thriller. And then after the intermission, they brought that shit back full on. Costumes. Ghouls, goblins, cemeteries, the werewolf, nigga, everything changed. It was thriller <laughs> on the stage. It was thriller all on, all on the downtown Atlanta, and these motherfuckers. <laughs> hold on, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, B, hold on. Did they have Flex Alexander playing Michael? Like, yeah, what, I need to yeah, understand. Yeah, because that makes what sense. That makes sense. If, if Flex <laughs> Alexander, you about to make me angry. Okay, <laughs> let me pull out my billfold here. Because the gentleman who played adult Michael, I want to say I want I want I don't want to mess up his name, but the gentleman who plays Michael Jackson is from <laughs> So his peoples was okay. Did I do something? Yeah, I was, I was, I was, you sorry. just blew your shit out. <laughs> My bad. I'm so sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Blue Haze. <laughs> I don't know what that's going to look like by the time you get the audio. Yeah, let's. Uh, you got a you got a different style mic. You know, let's let's not yell into yeah, it I'm like sorry. that. My apologies. <laughs> My apologies. I want to say his name is like Brandon or or is Brandon Lee Harris. Brandon Lee Harris, Jamal Fields Green, 
Roman Banks all did excellent depictions of Michael Jackson. Okay. Roman Banks, I'm sorry, it was Roman Banks who's from Atlanta. And he did an awesome job. He sounded like him, speaking and singing. Mm. Um, one thing I did notice, they dropped the key. Mike is different. He is. He <laughs> and is. there's a lot of tenors out there, but Mike is different. Um, so they, they dropped the key. A couple of things that, you know, real real heads notice. Oh, okay, yeah, I see what you did there. You can't quite get up there. I understand. And then the S and then the um in the attempt to make this a great show, it was perfect. I'm not mad. I'm not nitpicking for, you know, dropping the key and, and so you could breathe, you know, <laughs> so you right. could make it through the make it through the song with the choreography. It was a great show though. I highly recommend it. If it comes to your town, check it out. Uh, I would have loved to see it in New York. T-Boom was there. She went to New York. She was super excited to see it when it came here. She said the environment in New York was way different. They party from from the time the curtain opened to the time the curtain closed. She, too, was disappointed with the crowd. Yeah, that, um, don't New York got a street, Michael Jackson. They better, like, anytime. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a nigga on the Metro dressed like Michael Jackson that they be fucking with. They better, they better show out. Yeah, you can't come. You can't come. Clint, you can't come do a play where there's four Michael Jacksons right outside the theater, right? <laughs> that's been doing this for 15, 20 years. Like you gotta really know your shit. You gotta be on one for real, for real. But again, like I said, great show. Loved it. Would go see it again. And that's coming from somebody who hates musicals. So that that should tell you something. Good shit. That's what's up. That was my week. Um. One thing I did, another thing I wrote down was I heard C major, and this is really a question for you because you're the only one actively um, still betting mm-hmm. games. Did the refs fuck it up last week? I heard a lot of people making a lot of uh, assumptions about or, or accusations with the NFL refs. A lot of calls that were pivotal, um. that swung... Um, Swung the numbers, swung the over. It was some interesting, swung yeah. The spread and it's it was some interesting calls. And it's not just because I, what was it? Uh, not yesterday, day before I was watching basketball for the first time. Like I had a couple games up, and um, I was again watching some very questionable calls on some what would be key moments or plays. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the most egregious, and I'm sure you probably seen, it, was the Philly game. Yeah, mm-hmm. I and to which I didn't I didn't even see it live, but the the things that were ran back were were egregious. <laughs> it was and it and again it looks to be swaying in a particular favor. Yeah, it, the the officiating has been questionable at best. I I saw this pop up on my feed. I just thought these some disgruntled betters and you hmm. you guys got problems and. You know, no, I'm, yeah, I'm about to say because sometimes you see the clip, and you're like, ah, that ain't shit for real, for real, right? Like, but no, but I saw some. I did see a couple of uh, pundits, if you will, also mm. mention that the NFL really got to get a handle on some of these calls and be in sync. Like, if you're gonna call a ticky tack foul, right? You call another one. It's it's kind of a understood thing in basketball yeah yeah exactly like, makeup call you know you 
Yeah, makeup call. Mm-hmm. And and you don't you don't necessarily want to admit officially that that happens, mm-hmm. but it happens. Yeah. And I think NBA audiences and players alike are like, okay, I understand. Yeah, you fucked up that call. You owe me one. And you might get a makeup call later in the game where it counts. That doesn't happen in the NFL. There's no makeup calls. If they get it wrong, they get it wrong. And they don't think about paying you back in the, in on the back end of the game where it matters. And what I'm seeing is that pass interferences are being called where contact is initiated by the receiver. Mm-hmm. I saw holding calls that were super questionable late in the game Um, and holding calls where the offensive lineman's hands are literally flat against the defensive. (laughs) 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 Make it look like he's training. Like he's just (laughs) right. Right. It looks textbook perfect to me. Um, And so I think the NFL is going to have to be very careful in how they move forward because people are starting to notice and the game is no longer, you're going to lose the the belief yeah. of the fans in the quality and the, and the fairness of the game by these refs who are making some very questionable calls that turn the tide on some of these games. And, and it makes the optics of everything look questionable when, when halftime comes in and they got that, you know, live bet, promo for whoever yep. sponsoring whatever game like I, I know DraftKings fucked with Thursday nights heavy like mm-hmm. and yeah it makes it it makes everything look a little questionable especially with, with what you're visually seeing while the game is going yeah. on yeah they playing so, in our face basically yeah. so basically the fact that Philly ref 75 won a windfall on DraftKings <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Philly Ref 75 is a crazy <laughs> username. That's his username. <laughs> the avatar is, is is stripes and a whistle. And a whistle. <laughs> Might want to look uh, into that. Might want to pay attention <laughs> to what's going on there. Um, the other thing I did want to note real quick, and then I'll, I'll, I'll ask you all about your weeks. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Madden. A, a, Bought Madden 2024. I'm re-upping my skills. See, Major, you cannot see me right. At this point in time, I'm challenging any of the cousins that used to whip up on my ass or Madden. Nobody can see me. I'm that good now. Fuck all of y'all. We ain't played since like 06, 07. I don't care. I don't care. I got sticks. What you want to do? Username is T Greasy. I haven't bought Madden Hit me since 2011. Dude. I don't care. What I'm telling you is I'll whip your ass. Coming through with outdated. That's like a nigga coming through with an old ass musket or a pistol talking about nigga. We could duel for real. Like, nah, and, nigga, we can't. And, and, and y'all don't want no smoke on Donkey Kong. That's 100% facts. She coming through talking about I'm the uh, shit. I'm the shit at Jax. Like nigga, nobody's yeah, with yeah. that. Like nigga. Yeah, I'm the shit at Jax. I'm the shit at Tetris. Let me tell you what else going on. Crash the bandicoot. I downloaded that. I will fuck y'all up and crash the bandicoot. I'm just stating facts. That's all. How was your week? <laughs> 
Uh, wow. I don't even know no more. <laughs> Greece <laughs> defeating everybody in my suite. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck this is. Don't let me nah, get live ninety five, nigga. Like, what the fuck? Cook your boots. Nah. Um. So yeah, we 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 recorded early. Um. I'm I'm hype going into the homie's birthday weekend. Feeling good. About midday, I get a crazy ass mig- migraine. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Hey, I'm gonna take these take these pills, lay down a little bit. We got a show to go to tonight. I'm gonna work it out." <sighs> Had a lot of uh, nausea with this bout, so I got loose, tore the bathroom down. I was like, okay, boom, I'm back. I'm ready. Saturday night, we go see Ali Sadiq. Um, okay. Dope comedian. He's got a series called Domino Effect. So we were there for the live taping of the fourth installment. Um, superb show. My head is still rocking, though. I'm like, okay. I'm going to fuck it up on Sunday, though. I'm going to be back. Sunday, I wake up. Indeed, I was not back. Um, so then it's like, your stomach is fucked up. You don't want to eat nothing. You got to eat because the medicine will fuck your stomach up if you don't eat. So that was a wash. That was trash. Um, then <laughs> it was Monday. Did y'all have restaurant plans? Ah, oh, that's the worst. Yeah. Man. So it, it it everything was just... But he was very gracious. He understands my condition. It wasn't no issue. Monday, I, I had to get it together. N- a nigga still got to go to work. So, got it together. I decided, which I mentioned on the last episode, that I was going to post. Yes. In congratulations. Celebration of his birthday. Love that. Hey. Oh, gracious moment. Very gracious moment indeed. <laughs> Niggas across worldwide cheers. <laughs> y'all look like butter. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Whoever the fuck y'all imagined it was. Miss <laughs> Janelle stunted on you bitches because he's finer than. <laughs> No, it was really, it was not about stunting. It was not about anything. It was just about the fact that. (laughs) Because I don't post that shit. But when I post that shit, (laughs) I'm posting that shit to stunt on y'all niggas. I'm not. No, I really. Beard lost. He's really a dude that I I admire and appreciate, and you can tell his fingernails clean. Mm -hmm. Like it's certain things you don't post that picture. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so you know, a lot of people liked it. I was like, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
<sighs> but the inbox. <laughs> <laughs> so this you. <laughs> the so this you text is nuts, yo. A lot of high road, though. A lot of I'm glad you're happy. Y'all look okay. great. That's what's okay. up, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that was it. And text me the initials. Uh, <laughs> I I will, but you know, oh, like, yeah, 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 all right, you yeah. you see one of the you you see one of them just straight comment in the jump. <laughs> oh shit! Hold on, let me go back there. <laughs> <laughs> But um yeah, so the rest of the week was just work. It, it is what it is, but yeah, it it didn't go the way that I wanted it to. So he's gonna have another birthday. I love that. I love so. that. I love and I love you announced. I think I'm gonna clip this part up for social sure. media. And he's gonna have another birthday. Oh yeah, yeah. Like when I tell you, like two years ago for his for his milestone of forty. Y'all celebrated. Yeah. That's the, y'all know how we did that, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. But y'all know I go like that for him because he's, he's that Uh dude. He's him. So I got to make it right for him. So, and he'll have birthdays until I feel like I made it right. So, I love that shit. It's indeed him, the tool man. Himothy. (laughs) Himothy. Him the tool man as well. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all know we, you know how we, we are AOS committee. Him the tool man man is, okay. All right. Fair enough. That that is nuts. It just turned into Cam and May show. (laughs) (laughs) What's up with Juicy Major? How was your week? Oh, man. So to piggyback from after we recorded, Linked up with Lil Cuz for her birthday. Had a uh, had a brunch at a poppin' Eight Street location. I saw um, the footage. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, go ahead. Let me just, and it's not a slight at all. It's just different strokes for different folks. Mm-hmm. The that, that's a slight face. Though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a slight face. I'm just saying, like, there's there's two different type of brunch experiences in the DMV. Um, there's, there's one that's a tad bit more quiet. (laughs) Um, now I'll say both experiences, food was good. Food was banging, but the, the jump, the, the the spot was loud. (laughs) The spot was loud. And and that's what it was designed for. Cause it's not, it's, It's a party style. Is they they trying to get people to buy these bottles? Say, yeah, buy, get these day tables. Party brunch. Yeah, day party brunch. Like food shut down after I was I was hung I was hungry again. I was like I was. <laughs> you gotta keep feeding the liquor. Yeah. <laughs> these spots have gotta you gotta at least keep the wing fryer open. <laughs> you gotta drop some fries right. at two. I didn't yeah, know who to talk to to, to arrange that. Like. <laughs> Felt like if they if you wasn't talking bottles or tables, they was like get the fuck out your face. <laughs> but mm. nah, but a good time overall though. Um, shout out to Mr. Barber. We had the pleasant experience of having 
the the Washington game on every screen in there. So we 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 never got a chance to really celebrate how we wanted to because <laughs> uh, we had to watch that embarrassing debacle. Um, shout out to uh, shout out to Cuz Homegirl. She just didn't quite make it through the night, you know. Like we were almost, we were almost the there. Day, yeah, the day. <laughs> well, so we we ended up staying for for a pretty long time. Shout out to shout out to Big Cuz who came through and pulled the kind of pulled the you know what band I sing for, and got our time at the table extended, plus a couple of hookah jumps on the t- on the table. Hey, uh, no, 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 um, but overall, the night was a was an experience. Um, it was funny because, you know, little cuz she kind of rapping to the hostess, like, you know, making sure we good with the table. And she, you know, putting a little Mac on, kind of job like, just like, yeah, got her smiling and shit. But as soon as Shorty, because Shorty pulled the Earl at the table, and everything switched up from there. Like, it's just like, all right, y'all gotta go. Like, Wait a minute, who? So one of one of cuz friends. Like you saw, I saw the whole thing transition because she started at one end of the table and then moved to the Ooh. other hand, just kind of put her head Ooh. down. I'm like, all right, you know, been there before. Who, who ain't fall asleep in a club before? Like you've been there for hours. All right, I get it. Oh yeah, yeah. And daydream. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then uh, the next thing you know, the somebody slid, the, somebody caught her before, but they slid the trash can underneath her. Hostess saw the jump. And we, not to mention, we we had the table right by the front of the the junk with the glass at. Like we we oh. we premier table, so we showing people what it looked like in here. And yeah, you can't have that. It. It's <laughs> all bad. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 poor mm. advertising. Yes, indeed. But come in where you can look like this. Right, right. <laughs> where you can be a victim. <laughs> but nah. Outside, like even even that, like we was laughing and shit throughout that event. Like it was a good night over a good day into the night. Like I said, we was there for a minute, um, and like you said, we enjoyed ourselves. Outside of that, um, you know, just typical work shit. Uh, like I said, getting into this NBA shit, it's gonna be a long season. Say, eighty two games, gentlemen. For for my for my people who are choosing the bet. Take some nice off, player. It ain't. It ain't you out pace there. Yourself. Pace yourself. Different than football. It's different, it's than, different football. than football. Unless, you, unless you're doing college too, because there's a lot of y'all out there trying to trying to hit it big on Saturday, then recoup on Monday, and then really gotta you gotta recoup Monday night or have a talk with your significant yeah. other. So let's talk about it, because uh, <laughs> when is the rent due next week? Yo. Because going so before the podcast, going from Thursday with my DraftKings account, I mean, my FanDuel account looked like I was going to have to have a talk with Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to have to have a talk. Thursday came oh. around. I was like, shit. Sunday came through. I hit some shit. That's why I was like, all right. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Because, like I said, uh, Sabrina got shit together. I was like, okay, I can at least handle my portion. It need be, mm-hmm. 
And, uh, you know, Monday hit. <laughs> you know, like, it's, it's, that's what I'm saying, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, take, Ladies take, and gentlemen, pace yourself. Take your time. Are you talking to your baby? Uh, yes. I'm going to run this <laughs> shit back. I'm <laughs> Uh, I I taxi major a few weeks back to play some to book some joints for me, and then I looked at the games and I and I realized this is <laughs> I realized maybe week three. I said, no, this is different now. Mm. They got us. They, <laughs> they got, got us. us. They got <laughs> us. The numbers aren't the numbers. The overs aren't the overs. These are not the same rules we playing by different mm-hmm. rules they got us so i have not taxi major the direction we thought the league was weeks. going in they defense is being mm-hmm. played again now i'm like hold on what the f- yeah <laughs> last last year over 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 i was killing everything like over mm-hmm. over nobody wanted to play defense nobody wanted to intercept the ball nobody <laughs> wanted to touch the quarterback mm-hmm. now Motherfuckers is touching the quarterback. <laughs> they not only are they touch, they sitting on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm telling yeah, you, the quarterbacks. Fucking Joe Burrow came out and forgot how to quarterback Yo. for the first three weeks. Oh. It was a lot of shit that just looked crazy, Miss Janelle. And mm. then they say, "Oh, it's the injuries." Oh, yeah, he, okay. got, he got a hammy. Yeah. I'm like, wait, nigga. He got a, oh, okay. <laughs> then week five, he Joe Burrow again. Got- I got y'all. I, I, you're right. Let me put my money up and leave this to Drake and them. <laughs> the fuck? Like, you not getting me. Yeah, I ain't gonna fall for the banana in the tailpipe. <laughs> I said that in the house and I'm Yo. in the house with millennial with zennials, I guess. And and that uh, tailpipe sounded wild. It's, it's, no, it rang an AO alarm in the, throughout the career. Yeah. This shit was... <laughs> I'm trying to come up with a quick name for her, but but whole stepson's uh, girlfriend looked at me with the face like, "What in what language are you speaking? The what and the, the what? 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 Like, oh yeah, you probably Don't never. You got a wife? Like, no one with you." What does that mean? <laughs> and the movie won't stand up, so it's not it like I can tell her, "Hey, go watch this." No. I'm not you gonna fall to for the banana in the tailpipe. Sounds like so much abuse in a <laughs> like by itself. By itself, oh I'm the not context. gonna fall for the banana in the tailpipe. You are a victim. You. <laughs> <laughs> The look of concern I got <laughs> suggests that I should I should be saying that and weeping. You know what I'm <laughs> Why am I smiling while I'm saying that? <laughs> it look crazy. I sound crazy. I look crazy. <laughs> All right, let's get Hold into on, one, some one quick news. shout out. One quick shout sure. out to Cuz. Uh, are we still calling the Mars away? What do we call it? with the twist? Sorry. Um, With the twist. did the damn thing for uh, her youngest daughter, uh, B Day. Um, like okay. put it together, um, by herself, and mm. she had a boss baby theme. Had a little baby girl walking around with the motherfucking white, with the white button down, the slacks, and the motherfucking tie. 
and I love it. <laughs> you couldn't tell her that she wasn't running shit, motherfucker. Yo. <laughs> like young. So shout out to Cuz real quick on that whole situation. Had the moon bounce in the suburbs. Shout out to the neighbor. Had the go go playing out the window. Like everything came yeah, across, came shit. around like yeah. I was supposed to. Another shout out to other Cuz. I I love our cousins raising our children, raising their children right. Mm. Slid us a video of her youngest <laughs> singing. Is that is that backyard t shirt on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, with all I with all emph- emphasis and, and emotion. Yes, <laughs> all emphasis and emotions. Under five, I believe, mm-hmm. maybe three or four, four years old. I love that. Got got to start them off young mm-hmm. with the go go culture. Mm-hmm. Love that shit. All right, let's get into some job news. Family sues Panera Bread after college student who drank charged lemonade dies. What the fuck is charged lemonade? Slim. That alarmed now, me. This is a 21-year-old who had a heart condition and wasn't aware of the drink's caffeine content, which exceeded that of cans of Red Bull and Monster Energy drinks combined, according mm-hmm. to a legal finding. What? I thought restaurants were supposed to tell you what's in. They're not. They're not. So that They're was all calorie count. Calorie, yeah. And a squeeze of lemon. Yeah, because I'm yes, about to say, what does that even? Because does that even taste like lemonade at that point? Like, <sighs> I don't know. But let's get into a little bit of the story. An Ivy League student with a heart condition died after she drank Panera Bread's charged lemonade, a large cup of which, a large cup of which contains more than caffe- more caffeine than cans of Red Bull Monster. Wait a minute, what? Monster? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an upper we echelon back, energy drink. <laughs> we are back. Percival, can you please hand me my <laughs> canister of monster? His name being Percival is nuts. <laughs> Red Bull and Monster Energy drinks combined, according to a lawsuit. The legal complaint, which was filed Monday morning in the Philadelphia Court of Common Pleas and was first obtained by NBC News, calls the beverage a dangerous energy drink and argues that Panera failed to appropriately warn consumers about its ingredient. The suit was filed on behalf of the parents of Sarah Katz. Sarah, <laughs> I'm nuts. <laughs> Uh, who is 21, a University of Pennsylvania student who had taught CPR in undeserved communities. Is that what that said? Underserved. I'm bugging today. And had been a research assistant at a children's hospital. Cats had a heart condition called long QT syndrome type 1 and avoided energy drinks at the recommendation of her doctors, according to the filer. That's crazy. Mm. So... Like, I would walk into Panera and not think that they're serving an energy drink. This is this is craziness. Ed. We've got to do a better job and businesses have to be held accountable. I hope this family gets what they gets, whatever they can from Panera, because that's crazy. Mm. I'm also not drinking charged. I'm not no. drinking that. But shout out to the uh, toasted. Uh, they, I mean, a turkey Bravo sandwich. You still eating Panera? Wait a minute, you shouted out a sandwich? Oh yeah, I mean, oh wait, we ain't. This was <laughs> okay. the, the like we officially not fucking with. Oh my fault. <laughs> Shout out to Pop Pop Belly's Turkey Bravo. 
<laughs> you still eating pot belly? <laughs> Brokey? Wait, bro. Wait. Wait. Go to Safeway and get you some shaved meats, man. Go to the deli and make your own sandwich. Yo, yo, you crazy, actually. Yeah. You crazy think I'm about to go tell another man how thick I want my meat. Of course you will. <laughs> of course you will. You'll be right in that deli and I'm like, I want my meat. Hey, Slim. Hey, Slim. Not too thick. Not too thick. <laughs> And I want you to look in his eyes too. <laughs> nah, bro, man, that's too thick. No, <laughs> y'all get on my motherfucking uh, nerves. Anybody with heart conditions, and I have a very minor one, super minor, should be aware of their caffeine content. I love iced tea. I have since switched from consuming too much consuming a lot of coffee in the morning because I know I like iced tea and if I'm gonna have a couple of iced tea uh, beverages in the afternoon or for lunch or whatever the case may be I will pause on the coffee in the morning if I do happen to do both then I'll probably take I wind up taking two to three days off caffeine completely and then come back you have to do that and it sounds like this student did everything she was supposed to be doing according to this article she was very very vigilant about her caffeine intake because you have to be careful about stuff like that especially if you know you have a heart condition so please monitor that and they are selling them boy they are throwing them out there every if you go down that aisle that shit turns over so quickly there's so many flavors there's so many different brands just pumping out more and more energy drinks it's a big market they're not playing around it's it, it, it's a cause for some concern if you're a parent, to be honest. Mm. Um, reminds me of a doc I watched uh, earlier this week on Jewel. I think that's on Netflix. If you haven't checked that out, check it out. Very interesting too. doc. That was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, Let's go. Let's see what else is going on in John News. Vladimir Putin suffers cardiac arrest, sparking massive alarm in Kremlin inner circle. Um, Vladimir Putin is alleged to have suffered a cardiac arrest in his private Moscow apartment on Sunday evening. A telegram channel believed to be run by former Kremlin insider reported that incident, saying the Russian leader was found by guards on the floor of the bedroom, lying on the floor, rolling his eyes. Doctors were reportedly called immediately, and they later diagnosed the 71-year-old as having suffered a cardiac arrest. Putin was then moved to a special medical facility built in the apartment where he underwent intensive care, the source claims. Now, history will tell us that it's, it's, this story came out because they had no choice but to put it out. It's probably a worse situation. But, you know... This is the news that we get, um, much like they the do most, with Mitch. This ain't the most recent, like. No, he, this is six days ago. I was about to say, I feel like I feel like in the past we've heard some other shit about Vladimir. About Vladimir, just like yeah, stroking out or some random shit. There's no business, no no need to get the uh, get the alarm. No, no need for alarm. This is minor. We have it under control. 
No. No worries. He's fine. Now we have Kremlin grease on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you and Medic can say all good. Now how do you American say? Bay Area pilot arrested after in-flight incident faces 83 counts of attempted murder. Just when I was getting comfortable hopping on a flight just for the weekend, something like this comes up. The Pleasant Hill pilot is in custody and is facing 83 charges of attempted murder after police say he tried to cut a plane's engines while in flight. The incident happened while 44-year-old Joseph Emerson was off-duty sitting in an extra seat in the cockpit of a Horizon Air flight from Everett, Washington to San Francisco. The two pilots flying the jet had to subdue him. We have got the guy that tried to shut the engines down out of the cockpit. Uh, He doesn't sound like he is causing any issues in the back right now. We want law enforcement as soon as we get on the ground. One of the pilots is heard saying on dispatch audio, authorities in Portland are now holding Emerson an experienced commercial pilot on 83 counts of attempted murder and reckless endangerment charges. He is due to be arraigned Tuesday or last week. That's crazy. <sighs> Any comments about that? No. What the fuck? Right, let's keep it. Cause my thing. <laughs> <laughs> Cause my thing is. Whatever your crisis is, whatever you're dealing with, why why can't niggas just keep that shit to themselves? Niggas always. If it depend on when that when that shit hit, niggas just might have to take it out. You know, we man, we me and Shorty couldn't fly together. <laughs> Start Wait getting the switches minute. and shit. Like you know, you... <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, you never ride ride shotgun with your man's after you just went through some shit with his youngin'. Start speeding real crazy. Like, all right, nigga. No. Like, no. Who are uh, your mans? I mean, we who? they they go to therapy now, but I love you, bro. Head up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah. To see, to see Major's case. Uh and, and safety. Woman returns from vacation to find Atlanta home demolished. This is nuts. A homeowner is mulling the next step after a company mistakenly demolished a home she owns in southwest Atlanta. Susan Hodgson said in an interview Saturday with the Associated Press that she found a pile of rubble in place of what used to be her longtime family property when she returned from vacation last month. I'm furious, she says. I keep waking up thinking it's all a joke or something. I'm just in shock. She said a neighbor called her while she was away and asked if someone had been hired to tear down the vacant house. I said, no. She said, well, there's someone over here who just demolished the whole house and tore it all down. (laughs) Girl, you ain't going to believe this. Girl. (laughs) That's exactly how to do that. Girl. Was y'all planning on doing something with that name? Because <laughs> there's trucks out here, girl. But she called her after the demolition was complete. So yeah. she watched the whole thing. And said, yeah, she watched. Maybe I should call. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't think that was supposed to happen right there. Girl. <laughs> um, when a neighbor confronted them, Hodgson said the workers got nasty. He told her to shut up and mind her own business. <laughs> so she did try to say something. She sent a family member over to see what was going on and who asked to see a permit. When a person in charge at the site checked his permit, Hodgson said, he admitted he was at the wrong address. Oh, oh. he talked slick to the neighbor. Oh, 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 bro, you take that and you look at your paperwork and go back in the truck. You don't say nothing to <laughs> No, you take that paperwork and you wipe your ass. <laughs> you, keep you get in the truck and you say, hey, 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 hey. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I feel like that's the kind of thing you double check. One would hope so. Yeah. You might want to check that you at the right site for demolition. Yes. So a little bit about the property. It's been boarded up about 15 years. We keep it boarded, covered, grass cut, and the yard is clean, she said. The taxes are paid and everything is up on it. Hodgson says she's filed a report with police and has talked with lawyers, but they but that they remain in limbo so far. You just got to figure out what the, the lawyers are doing their due diligence. If she found good lawyers, they will comb the books mm-hmm. and figure out the best way to proceed. I'm just happy she wasn't living yeah, in it. Yeah. I think yeah. that would have been way, 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 way worse. I mean, this is a bad situation. Don't get me wrong. This is bad, but that would have been way worse. Um, she says, we're still in the process of figuring out what to do. We keep pressing in different directions to see if something is going to happen. And to this day, which I don't know when this article was written, she said, Atlanta-based company, the Atlanta-based company responsible, you call it, we haul it, has yet to contact her. Well, what are they going to tell you? At this point, they have reached out to their lawyers, and their lawyers are telling them to stop don't say anything. communicating don't say with nothing. you. At, yeah. You saying your driver They're said, yoink, we at the wrong spot? Stop talking. Uh, <laughs> is it? Yeah. Matter of fact, they bad the shit at that driver, right? <laughs> he, he already yeah. said that shit? That's a, that's a wrap for that, man. All right, let me get into the next story. Tyrese responds to ex-wife Samantha Lee saying she's Open to reconciliation, calls her a narcissist and a sociopath. I'm lost on this story. So, Ms. Janelle, can you kind of bring us up to speed on exactly what happened in the timeline? All right, so boom. She goes on some podcast where she basically says she had no real reason to divorce Tyrese, but she was influenced by her friends, which sparked a whole... A lot of mess, as you can imagine. Um, niggas, that's why your bitch shouldn't have no friends. And <laughs> that's why. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> it, it Let's was go, niggas. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of people were saying, how the hell do you let somebody talk you out of your marriage? Like, that that doesn't just happen in a vacuum. You, you have no. to be going to your team saying certain things and not presenting Mm -hmm. a balanced view of what's going on. But either way, she stated um, during that that podcast or what an interview, whoever was talking to her, that um, she realized that she made a mistake and would not mind reconciling. 
And now we, we, you know, we know that Tyrese, when he was dropping a single, went on tour talking about how she was heartless and cold and he wouldn't mm-hmm. look back at the house and show any emotion. But um, it appears that in light of her revelation, he's pretty much saying, I'm done with it. As he should. As he yeah. should, and as she probably should. It's it's over. You know, um, as tumultuous as the whole process was for the during the divorce, and that was around the time he was on IG crying mm-hmm. and all that. Like, yeah, nah, uh, don't don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do don't do this on a public platform where it could get picked up and and yeah, I understand emotion i do but this is not the i don't unless she's selling a book or something because you know she needs a straight promotion for yeah at this point (laughs) you you doing all this you need to be getting something out of it like write a book write your memoir or something is at this point you got eyes on you he's he can't he can't let it go to just not respond because i heard that he was on ig in response Mm -hmm. to it and stuff so Sell a book, girl. Girl. Sell a book sell a book or a brick. Pick one. <laughs> Wise words. Book or brick? <laughs> book or brick. Um, this is the White Howard situation is bananas. And this I didn't realize this was the same event from a few months ago. I didn't know that we're we're talking about the same night. And and the the more that comes out about this night, the more crazy the events appear to be. As far as like you're talking about non consensual acts, um, a victim alleging that they were not aware that another person was going to be at this um, meetup. They're alleging that um, they were forced to perform sexual acts with this other person that they didn't know. And then the white comes out and says, uh, everything was consensual. And I don't know how you could be, how you could give consent when you didn't know the third person was going to be there. I don't understand how that works. Like if I'm coming to meet you, I'm coming to meet you. I'm coming to possibly engage in acts with you. You brought somebody else I don't want to deal with them. I don't know how you then claim that this is consensual, but we'll let it play out in court or whatever. Ms. Janelle, you had another take on this whole Dwight Howard, um, another avenue in which you wanted to go down. I'll say, I'll say I was very disappointed. Well, no, 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 never mind. Scratch that. Um, it was par for the course for a lot of black uh, blogs who led with the headline about Dwight Howard meeting up with a man. Like that was the problem Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where I was surprised, uh, pleasantly surprised was I saw a lot of commentary on social media where people were, I don't give a fuck if he's gay, nigga, you a rapist. (laughs) <laughs> nigga, mm. you don't understand consent. That's mm-hmm. that's 
where the focus is. Nobody, like I was seeing regular everyday people looking at these headlines saying no media takeout. The point isn't that Dwight Howard is gay. No, nobody cares about mm-hmm. that or might yeah. be gay or pansexual or queer. No, no, nobody cares. That is 23. We don't care about that. Y'all need to be laser focused on this alleged, this alleged rape, this alleged mm-hmm. sexual assault. And I saw so many people who got their headlines wrong. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. And it's crazy that that's what you expect people to be concerned about. And you know, the race to out celebrities is crazy and especially male athletes. Yeah. And, and I've never thought about um, how dangerous of a situation that could be from this perspective because you have a lot of gay athletes. There's no way you convince me 99% of the NFL is heterosexual. You can't convince me 75% of the NFL is heterosexual, but the, the lengths in which some players go through to keep that part of their lives secret. Mm Mm-hmm out of the news, out of headlines, away from their teammates, away from their families, away from their coaches because of the scrutiny of the media and society in general. Never mind, never in a million years did I think that something like this would trump or 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 outing a celebrity would trump these assault allegations and it it just proves the point over and over again why people stay in the closet yeah because even in this case where you said the story isn't that he's gay yeah the story is that he committed sexual assault but we're obsessed with okay he finally admitted that was still the lead for every headline that i saw that's sick. Yeah. Super sick. All right, let's move on. Jay-Z said, don't take the 500K. I mean, he said, don't take the dinner with me. Take the 500K. What the fuck are y'all doing? Let's end this now. And I'm I'm job disappointed that this question made it to Gail King. Like, I'm sitting down with you one-on-one, and this internet fucking meme, this social media meme has made it this is what you came up with, Gail? This is the, this is the softball questions that we throwing at Jay-Z. Because there's nothing else that we could talk about. Crazy. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. I think a piece of that was cultural connection. Like, I'm hip to, that this is what's out there. Let me get your take. I think that there was a somewhat of an attempt to put this to bed, but since there are many men who still need daddies, um, yep, they were saying, I hear you, Jay, but I still would take dinner with you. <laughs> Which tells me. Including Sci High. <laughs> including Sci High. <laughs> and my thing is this. 
what anybody will tell you. Because the thing is, you you just want to you just want to sit across the table and eat a steak with Jay. Because what anybody with money will tell you. Take the capital with which you will be able to then increase your capital. The main thing that makes people rich is access to money that they did not have to work for. Inheritance. And yep. Uh compound interest. So if you have if you don't if you're just minding your business. And somebody's got a bag with $500,000. And I think in this era where we're hearing about billionaires and things, people don't understand the magnitude of what you can do with half a million dollars. That's number one. But a lot of people, if you just got handed $5,000, $500 that you didn't have to do anything for, you are then freeing up something else. You are then able to just invest. You are then... So, while nobody will listen to me, (laughs) I'm just going to say anybody who has wealth, who you think you can get this knowledge from, will tell you, take free capital, take free cash, stocks, anything. Take that, and then you can do whatever you need to do later. Well, I mean, I hear you, Miss Janelle, but it ain't really free. You know what I'm saying? Because Uncle Sam watching, and now I got to account for that, and now my bank want to charge me fees to use it. So it ain't really free. You know what I'm saying? Plus, if I'm Saha, according to his tweet, he's saying that he's made 500 k several times in the last 13 years of his career and uh that ain't no real money no Saha, <laughs> you don't know you what to don't do know with what money. to do <laughs> and you're not gonna get so, anything extra from spending from any time with jay and, and this also applies to the five hundred thousand or 800 credit score question too because Slim, <laughs> five hundred thousand will get you the eight hundred credit score for most Yo. people. <laughs> you can Niggas pay off eight hundred credit score with two hundred and thirty dollars <laughs> in their account. Shit is crazy with negative like, two hundred. Yeah. You hey, really just want rich people have a lot of rich people have five hundred credit have fucked cre- up credit, credit score five hundred bankrupt yes. regularly because all a credit score gives you is the ability to go into debt. Take the capital. And all the time. Don't get heated. Don't get into heated discussions like this on social media because nobody's walking up to you with bags of money or a credit genie or the jigger man next to them trying to make <laughs> reservations at your favorite steakhouse. So Hey you <laughs> random <laughs> random <laughs> Don't random let person. your friends know I <laughs> don't get your you know pressure up in these conversations. Five hundred k or Jigger Man or or lunch date with Jigger Man is cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. 
like Jay, like Jay eat cheesecake. <laughs> he probably do though. He got a cheesecake flavor that he fuck with. Yeah, he ain't that far removed. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got the brown bread. Safe home. <laughs> <laughs> that brown bread be hitting. I don't give a fuck who you are. <laughs> yeah, and they sell it at the grocery store around here. That shit. Boy. Woo. That's dangerous. Um, safe home to Bobby, the world's oldest dog. We reported on his celebrating his birthday some months back. Yeah. Died at age of 31, which I believe if you multiply that by seven, he was 200. He was over 200 <laughs> years old. <laughs> Yeah. I'm 46 and I'm like <laughs> Bobby was definitely I, all churched out. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing left for Bobby to sniff. Mm-hmm. He sniffed it all. He sniffed it all. He sniffed it all. He sniffed it all. He shit everywhere he wanted to shit, pissed on whatever everything he or she wanted to piss on. Safe home, Bobby. Yeah, man. And safe home to the to my neighbor and the old dog that she used to drag around. Yeah, god damn. <laughs> that dog knew Bobby like shit. Yeah. <laughs> they came up together. Hell yeah. It was, they had two-way pages. <laughs> In memoriam, uh, let's salute the life of Richard Roundtree. Dies the star of uh, Shaft. He was 81. Um, Richard Roundtree, who broke ground with his signature role in the Shaft movie franchise, passed away on October 24th after a brief battle with pancreatic cancer with his family at his bedside. Roundtree's career spanned five decades and included everything from his most popular black exploitation role to a very early appearance as on As the World Turns in 1956. And to be a season two main cast member on Ava DuVernay's, I don't know if that's the way, right way to say her name. My apologies. Cherished the day last year. Um, but he's best known for playing John Shaft, and that's where I was introduced to Richard Roundtree. Um, I don't know too much other work that he's been in, but a significant role I know for the black community. Um, for many, many years. Thank you for your service. Y'all got to link me to Shaft in Africa, yo. Somebody, y'all got to find that for me. Shaft in Africa? Y'all got to find that for me, and I got to I gotta view that with my eyes. With your eyes? Then... <laughs> um, I don't think I've ever I seen it, so it'll be an interesting... <laughs> we, this needs to be a we project. We might have to do this. Yeah, we might have to. We need to get into... <laughs> Shaft in Africa. Producers only episode. <laughs> Let me tell you, the pro- we, we, we're, I'm working through some themes for the pro- producers only episodes. There's some good shows coming up. I'm warning y'all now. We're going to do a deep dive in Millie Vanilli Doc. I already told the team to make sure they peep that one. Um, we still haven't done, we want to do the Jada and Will talk. So it's some topics coming up for you producers. Just stay tuned. We, we're going to do that. Um, Matthew Perry died yep. yesterday. Oh, dang. Battle, a uh, long time battle with drugs. Um, we're not sure 
if that was the cause, but he did have a very... He said the cause was drowning, um, but I don't know the circumstances under yeah. which. Yeah, yeah. So, rest in peace to Matthew. Uh, let's move on. A mother reported her son missing in March. Police kept the truth from her for months. This is nuts. This is nuts, Miss Janelle. Seven months of searching for her lost son brought Betterstein, Betterstein Wade to a dirt road leading into the woods, past an empty horse stable and a scrapyard. The last time she'd seen her middle child, Dexter, was on the night of March 5th as he left home with a friend. She reported him missing. Jackson police told her they'd been unable to find him. Um, it wasn't until 172 excruciating days after his disappearance that she learned the truth. Dexter had been killed less than an hour after he left home, struck by a Jackson police car as he crossed a nearby interstate highway. Police had known Dexter's name and hers, but failed to contact her, instead letting his body go unclaimed for months in the county morgue. Now it, now it was early October, and she had finally been told where she could find her son. She pulled up to the gates of the Hens, Hines or Hens County Penal Farm, her sister in the passenger seat, a sheriff's deputy and two jumpsuited inmates in a pickup told her to follow them. They bounced down the road, curved into the woods, crawling past uh, clearings where rows of small signs uh, or jutted from the earth, each marked with a number. Yo, they buried him in an unmarked grave. They also tried to charge her the $250 coroner's fee. Even though she was actively looking for her son. The atrocity. This is crazy. Um, that's crazy. I don't have any words. I don't have anything for this. I, I hope she's lawyering up. I hope that she is. The reality is, though, it's Jackson. Mm -hmm. It's Jackson, Mississippi. The resources out there. I, I listen to other. I listen to this other podcast, and they talk about lists, and when they talk to it, and you know, all these lists get published. I don't know for for whatever. You know, worse school system, worse welfare system, worse whatever. Mississippi's always on the list and high. And then Alabama's right there. And then Arkansas's not too far. Like, it's certain states that just lack resources on every fucking level and the people do not have the power to influence the change there and it's set up that way on purpose. Uh... Thoughts and prayers with the with the Dexter family, with the family of, of Dexter Wade. Wow, that's crazy. All right. We are running short on time, so I'm going to skip through. <laughs> I'm going to read the headlines. <laughs> this is wild. Yeah, let's, let's go. Let's go. 23-year-old man. Has been arrested after allegedly holding up a CVS pharmacy in Orlando with a note threatening to shoot, shoot over several bottles of prescription drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Martinez briefly retired from the NFL. This is a football player. I think he's a linebacker for the Giants or was at some point to pursue trading Pokemon <laughs> cards. But was permanently banned from doing so after he was accused of scamming people. Now he's looking to make an NFL combat comeback. <laughs> but no bullshit. What was his stats looking like? We, we could use them. I'm, I'm just, I mean, like if you can ball, you can ball. Top Top Golf up for sale less than a year after it opened in downtown Baltimore. Now. The three of us have been to downtown Baltimore. The three of us have lived in Baltimore, the outskirts of Baltimore at some point in our lives. When I heard that top, top golf was coming to Baltimore, I thought to myself, self, something like this would do far better in one of the counties. Gone are the days we're traveling to the Inner Harbor or into downtown Baltimore for a night out. It's different. In the 90s, we would do it all the time. We would travel up to Baltimore. We would go. They had restaurants that we didn't have in our part of town. There was nightlife there that didn't match what was going on in, in the D.C. area. And for all the sly-ass, slick-ass jokes that Washington and DMV natives like to throw shots towards Baltimore for, a lot of us spent a lot of money in Baltimore. A lot of us took a lot of trips up to Baltimore because you can get things there that you couldn't get in mm -hmm. the DMV by way of nightlife. Some of the things that I love about the city of Baltimore is that we gonna, they're going to party. Yep. They don't give a damn about whatever. They are very prideful, very much step into a building, you know it's us type of folks. And there was a time in the 90s and the early 2000s where Balt the Inner Harbor was thriving, okay? It was money down there. It's not like that right now. They're trying to change it. They're moving it. They're shifting it. I know they, they got all that uh, new development by the water. They're trying to bring it back in certain spots. But Top Golf, I'm not sure if it was the right time for a Top Golf. And I'm not sure if that was the right place for the Top Golf. Didn't they try to squeeze it? Where was it, Miss Janelle? Was it squeezed between the casino and the stadium? Yes. I was trying to figure out where yeah. it was. That's not a great location. I also feel the same way about the one that's by the harbor, by National Harbor. I don't necessarily feel like that's. A, I want to. I want to walk out of Top Golf. Okay. And I want to walk to a restaurant or a bar and have, you know, I know Top Golf having their own thing, but I want to walk from Top Golf and possibly other do other things. Options, yeah. 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 And those two locations don't really provide you I a lot of. I think you got like a Taco Bell and a Sardi's. Right. Then somewhat walking distance. Hey. I just feel like the placement should have been. Maybe maybe they thought other development might happen. This is this is shocking to me because of less than a year. That just that's kind of crazy to me. Any anybody have any other thoughts about the shutdown of the Baltimore? It's still going to function. Uh, oh, sorry, yeah, the sale. It, it's still going to function, but um, yeah, I think it's. 
I think it's very interesting that people don't pay attention to the demographics and, and what the area that they're planning to develop is looking like. Um, and that's with something like this. I think a very poorly planned residential development that's happening on 301 in the Bowie area wasn't thought through very well. Um, unless they're planning to build another school and build some other things that make a community proper. But I, I, I think that a lot of times in this area, development is done without full consideration of what's yep. going on. Um, and, and that's the part that's unfortunate. If you were to buy this, what would you name it? Because you can't. I'm, I'm assuming that you can't keep the name. <laughs> and how would you change it? Because now it's yours. You could do whatever you want with it. What do you think? Could you save it? Could you save it? Given like what changes or upgrades or enhancements would you make to try to make it? turn a profit or whatever the reason why I'm assuming that's why the owners are selling My thinking is you have to you have to come up with something that requires that type of space but (laughs) and this is going to sound crazy but um, white people are really failing at gentrifying Baltimore and (laughs) I'm going to keep it a stack I feel like that's a superpower for for the black folks (laughs) and In Baltimore. <laughs> no, like a lot of yeah. real estate investors have, you know, tried to go and, and flip homes. There's a lot of tax properties you can get for cheap. There's a lot of vacancies you can get for cheap. And they are, you know, renovating those homes and trying to get people to move into them. Like I said, we, we looked at some spots in Baltimore. Citizens will break into them houses just like they broke into the vacants. Th- that makes it not a safe option for a person to want to buy or rent there. So they, <laughs> long story short, you're not going to bring white people. <laughs> you're not going to bring white people to that type of thing for a while because it's not going, it's not going to work that way. You got to do something out. My, my main thing would be while I don't know exactly what I would turn it into, I would do something that would satisfy the demographic that is currently there, not who I hope will come because mm-hmm. it's not going exactly. like that. That's what I meant by yeah. changing it because you, you and I both have had discussions and I think I told you about an old coworker of mine who went and bought like five row houses and he stuck with them. He thought, I don't know what he thought. He's from Chicago. I tried to tell it's him that Baltimore is different. You might want to drive around there, go up there, drive around in the morning, in the day and in the night. Same process I did down here when mm-hmm. searching for a neighborhood. Morning, during the day, and night. What do these neighborhoods look like at all types of day? And then come back on a weekend. And then come back. Like I burned up several miles and a lot of gas looking for a place to live based on what I knew and what I loved and, and my comfort living in the DMV. I wanted to find something similar to where I was living but was affordable. A lot of investors go in mm-hmm. blind. They just see a good deal or what they think is a good deal, not knowing the environment. Good point. But I'm going to think about what, if I had, if money were no object, 
object and I could buy Top Golf, what would I turn it into? I would probably close it in and make it a, a, a multi-level entertainment spot for skating, indoor baseball, cages, batting cages. Um, I just put a lot of recreational and slash um, like an indoor track. I would put a lot of resources there personally that I know are needed in the city. It could be what the sports and learning complex was supposed to be. Yeah. I I feel you on that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you give the the kids on the west side right across the right across the way a place to go practice to go hone their skills um i would leave a couple of golf like themes in there because there's not enough of that in our Mm -hmm. neighborhoods i don't know how the pricing works i don't know how the business works i'm just big idea right now just big idea see major any thoughts if money were no object money was no option my job it it'll be Different themes. It'd be a multi-layer type establishment, but I'm trying to think of like specific to Baltimore. Like it's going one part's gonna be like a a crab house slash brewery. And okay. um what was that? What was the other part? That's about as far as I got okay. with it right now. But Okay. You know, I've, you I know, did just, just I did just it was a it was very short notice. <laughs> build building upon that. And then I have just have other shit on the like yeah, no, nah, I would throw a dispensary in that motherfucker. Why not? Mm-hmm. Um, Why not? And yeah, yeah. But the dispensary covers the cost of the other entertainment mm-hmm. options. There, no, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, let's move on. Florida couple accused of taking turns slashing man's throat, throwing him off bridge during sick heist. Let me tell you, I'm sorry. I'm laughing while you talk about the man's throat being slashed or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But what fucked me up about this story was between two niggas, (laughs) y'all slashed his throat. Y'all couldn't kill him. Like he was able to come back and identify <laughs> and me and the homie failed at killing somebody like that. <laughs> it's time to off yourself. I mean, what, are we, what are we doing? Oh, here it is. But despite the culprit's <laughs> best efforts, the badly injured victim survived and was able to lead law enforcement officers to his alleged attackers. Yeah, you gotta do better. Do better, better. criminals. What they what they try to slash his throat with? Like they got plastic knot? Like gotta be young. What are you? (laughs) (laughs) What are you slashing? The artery's right there. It's right there. It's (laughs) It's right there. (laughs) (laughs) They sawing with the with the plastic knife right here and shit. Like nigga, what? (laughs) (laughs) Hold still, nigga. Hold still. They using the side of the barbecue <laughs> spatula. <situation. laughs> this is Joe with the ridges. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, let's move on. Nas, Steve Style, Ben Horowitz, and Felicia Horowitz have joined forces for Hip Hop Grandmaster Awards. Scarface and Rakim are set to receive five hundred thousand dollars in healthcare as part of the mission 
of the Paid in Full Foundation to honor hip-hop contributors who deserve more. In theory, this sounds amazing. There's not enough detail that, for me. That too. Who deserve more. What does that mean? My my thinking, with the limited information that I have, I would have loved to see the paid and full hip-hop union where we take care of yeah. hip-hop artists, rappers, DJs, mm-hmm. breakers, and y'all have some place where y'all can draw re- graffiti, graffiti artists, artists, where y'all can draw yep. resources. Because they these cats can't go to the unemployment office. And I'm not talking about Scarface and Rakim, but like there's people who are mm-hmm. local legends. There's, there's legends out there, just like, you know, Screen Actors Guild is taking care of people from, you know, your multi-million dollar players to your, your extra, your lifetime extras mm-hmm. who just do their thing like, Hip hop. If they were to make a hip hop union, I would have loved that. But I don't know exactly what this is. But I would. Mm-hmm. I would like for MCs yeah, to have their pieces. their their card. And um, and be able to take advantage of, of these resources that we've we've been able to get from hip hop being the largest, cultural. Marker, that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Since its inception fifty years ago, every hip hop touches everything, has influenced everything. Everything. This thing that y'all said was going to be a fad has touched everything. The people who make their livelihood giving us this culture need to have something that protects them. Yep. And with that, we'll move on to the touchy subject, Miss Janelle. I do, do you have one. For um, us? we. <laughs> we started off the show <laughs> lunching off the Cheesecake Factory and you know that that reel was born of the discussion of the list that came out um, discussing places mm-hmm. where you're not supposed to go for a first date and that sparked discourse which you know we understand with the engagement culture of social media a lot of these conversations are not only contrived to to spark engagement, but they're from people having the discussion that don't really need to be having the discussion. So I thought that we should discuss, since we are all coupled, what was your first date with your person and what made it great to you? Because for some people it's, I know my worth, I'm not going to no chain restaurant, I know what you, you know, I'm not going with no such and such and such. But I think that's a lot of single people talking about what they will and won't do. No, I'm sitting. No, I'm not. It's not downing single people. No, I'm saying it's a lot of single people who are looking at a dating pool that is sullied, trying to state mm-hmm. what they will and won't tolerate. I feel like since we are all coupled, and I think I would like to open it up too to our listeners to hit us up and let us know if you if you found your person, what was that first date like? Um, and what moved you about it? But I'd like to start that discussion here. Okay. I I feel like I didn't have okay. a real first date. Um, my first official outing was at a little known restaurant called Payway in Columbia. Um, it was the shit. 
I don't think it exists anymore, or if it does, it was flipped into something else or something like that. Um, but I had known Gerasmo for a while, and it was a struggle, you know, with our living situations and the current. Um, I think I was in Baltimore at the time. She's in D.C. She's a stay-at-home mom. It was kind of uh, difficult to find time t- for us to to connect, to have a real date. We would talk all the time. Um, she was always, she was friends with someone I played flag football with. And so she was always at the field and we talked a lot there. But as far as an official, official date, you know, I, I think I might have cornered her and was like, all right, stop playing. Let's, let me take you somewhere, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, 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 we finally figured out a time that worked, a day that worked, and went to Payway, and we just talked. And Payway, for context, for those who don't know, is similar to um, like a fast casual spot. There is not, you know, it's not quite Subway in Chipotle. Maybe a little upper than that, but it's definitely not like you know you need reservations and like you order your food, you sit down with a number, mm-hmm. and they bring it to you type of spot and we just had a great conversation i feel like a first date should allow you to have a great conversation and that was what i took away from it i'm like okay i've already been talking to her for i don't know how long weeks and i already kind of knew her from playing flag football but to actually have one-on-one in-person conversation just us was very important and once I realized we could do that I was like okay then we I think we in a good spot and I would like to have more of these so I want more of these (laughs) yeah so with me and Lisa we had like two stints at this relationship thing and both stints were in our 20s so it's even shit that's on that list that motherfuckers was talking about that we couldn't even <laughs> fuck with. <laughs> and quite similar to T, like our first date wasn't like, we didn't have a traditional first date. Like we kind of just like was kicking it. Like, and we kicked it around each other to the point where we, 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 you know, we communicated outside of us kicking it with mutual friends. And then, I believe like the first like the first first day was like movies or something like that. Like it it wasn't nothing crazy. And then from there we just kicked it off. We just knew we knew we fucked with each other. Like it didn't really matter like where we go. Like that shit started to matter now. And that's just cuz we getting older and we just don't want to fuck there with seats there? certain establishments. <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> Can we sit down? What are we doing? Can we sit the fuck down? Yeah, so that's that's kind of how it went with us. Like, like I said, I'm sure the age had something to do with that. If it was us now, mm-hmm. maybe I'd be a little bit more conscious if I had to pick a first day spot. But fuck it, we just kicked it out of the outback. Uh, that, like we ain't tripping. Like. Yeah, we had fun. <laughs> yeah, if you have fun with whoever you with, then it really don't matter. Um, but that's of course you know that's after the first date. The yeah. First, Date like like you were saying, CMAJ, If you have done your groundwork as far as communicating and talking on the phone, you you kind of figure out what type of 
person you're dealing with and and that should dictate where you go some people take their first dates that they don't talk that much to 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 the movies cuz mm. they don't want to talk yeah there's certain things that <laughs> you know you could you can kind of figure out like I, I saw people saying the bowling alley wasn't a great first like, fuck like, out of people here. Crazy! Now I get to see, now I get to see what kind of athleticism yep. you have. What kind of winner you know or mm-hmm. loser you are? A, right. Mm-hmm. If I'm a breeder, <laughs> what are we? What are we working <laughs> with? How <laughs> your thighs? <laughs> Do you get winded real fast? You know, <sighs> shit like that. How about it you, was Mr. very interesting because everything about it was supp- we were supposed to fail. We were supposed to lose. Um, met on a Friday, exchanged numbers, texting that night. Wrong. Like <laughs> you got people who be like, "Oh, you supposed to wait a couple of days to be smooth." What I what yeah. I appreciated was there was no smooth. There was intention mm-hmm. off rip. So didn't know anything about each other. Texting. He was like, "I gotta go to work in the morning, but I'm gonna hit you when I get off." Okay, and so my my mind, and you know, I'm in my forties at this point. <laughs> so, twenties, you 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 deal with a different set of issues. Like for me, money wasn't an issue, not, but I don't know this dude. So my brain is like, niggas, nice little text exchange. But if I don't hear from him, I'm cool. This mm-hmm. is at the end of December. This is like December twentieth. So, you don't you meeting a nigga before Christmas? What what? Every, it's all bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. bad. Sure. So I'm like, ah, nice looking dude, nice little exchange. I had a good, I had a good night. If I don't hear from him no more, I'm good. Next day he did what he mm-hmm. said. He hit me when he got off work. By this point, we a few days off from Christmas. I got plans, you know. Me and the Don shop, and you know, you shopped with the Don. That's a, that's all day. So yeah, we shopping. Let's we work. doing, yeah. you know, <laughs> we doing dinner. I said, well, I've already got plans. He was like, okay, you going out? Okay, well, hit me when you're done, and we'll work from there. Okay, cool. Hit him like eight thirty, something like that. He's like, all right, drinks and dessert. Okay. And I hear people saying, you know, a coffee date, drinks, whatever, that's all. What what struck me was he was determined to see me. He wasn't going to let the day mm-hmm. go out. I was like, "All right, cool." Found a found a local spot between us. I'll meet you there. I was like, "9:30." He said, "No, nah, 9:20." I said, "Oh." Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, he's a real one. <laughs> <laughs> I, yo, that that right there sparked my excitement for the night. Like, who the fuck says mm-hmm. I'll meet you at nine twenty? That's a Real stupid shit. ass number. Everybody say that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, fuck that nine seventeen, right. motherfucker. Like, yeah. Yo, I pull up. He pulls up. Say he's right on time. So all the things that I value about a person, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the intention was there. He ain't do no goofy ass. I'm going to wait three days to talk to her. No, he was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm trying to chop it up. We get we get in there. We ordering drinks. They do their due diligence. They call me. 
off rip. He snatched my license and roasted me. I'm a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit intrigued. You know what I mean? I like his style. Literally <laughs> talked all night. And while mm-hmm. things, you know, you know, <laughs> you know how I saw things in the beginning and, you know, I dipped yes. out from the New Year's yes. celebration. Like, I'm going to see what's up with the, the little, that little situation. Yeah. But now we, we pretty much, we say that our anniversary is December 20th because we, we both kind of knew that day. Like yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. That matters. It was like it definitely matters. The location didn't matter. The amount of money spent didn't matter. His focus that day was what wanted, because it was like, mm-hmm. oh, you got you you doing other things? Cool. I can squeeze be- <laughs> between then and midnight. <laughs> we can squeeze something in because I'm gonna see you today. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I got to see you. Yeah. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. As far as like an average night out, uh, you don't have to name a specific restaurant if you don't want to, but what's like a, like if, if it's date night, I think see major, you just say y'all had a good time at Outback. Mm-hmm. Is that the norm? You, you stick with the franchises or do you, do you tend to try to find a little hidden gem somewhere? It's a... Uh... I currently I say it's about maybe a fifty fifty. Um, mm-hmm. we try to see, try to because it's certain Jones that we just fuck with. Like uh, well I think it was maybe two episodes of talking about Yard House. Like we just we just fuck with that Jones and like if all else fails, we can't figure out what the fuck we want to do, where we want to go, what we want to eat. We I, we know that Jones gonna be there for us. But yeah, mm-hmm. and then you know we send in. We one of the couples that's sending reels back and forth, and like half of his comedy, the other half is way before the fuck we want to eat. Food. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, yep. So yeah, we definitely we're on that, and I think it's a it's a pretty even balance. Like we, uh, I, outside of the hideaway, like there's not too many places that she she feels a certain way about getting her cuisine from. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> And that's I mean, just like I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a dive bar type nigga anyway. Like you said, they got wings and beer. We I'm fucking with it. Good and yeah. Yep. So and she's for the most part a little fucking with it. I just think more the hideaway has kind of got to do with the the normals, the, mm-hmm. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, the regulars. The regulars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about you, Miss Janelle? For us, like if it's if it's something special. We tend towards live entertainment, music, you know, concerts, okay. comedy shows. We, mm-hmm. you know, and and he's he's a very forward thinking person. He's a very considerate person. So if something, you know, like something's coming up, one of our birthdays or something, we we lock into what what might be happening a few months out. What might be happening in June? What might be happening in October? Um, and and we do that. Uh, and you know he's younger than I am, and um, I remember in June we went to see Diggable Planets. No, we were gonna go see Diggable Planets. We ended up seeing um, Souls of Mischief. It we we were standing up, and uh, <laughs> mm. 
And I said, yeah, uh, we, I love you. I appreciate it. We just need to remember my knees. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> 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 but, you know, we, we both, he's a music head. You know, I am. We, we like stuff like that. Um, we're both foodies. We, we, we either send in mm. something back and forth that's funny or we have a, a shared bookmark with food. Um, it's mm-hmm. places, it's core places that we just like. Like Major said, it dives. It, any place where shit is good, we're going to fuck with it. But then, you know, for special occasions, mm-hmm. I'll look for something that we've never done before. He'll look for stuff that we've never done before. Um, and then if worse comes to worse, we go someplace and it's trash. He'll he'll get in the kitchen and and make it right. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we just mm-hmm. you know yeah. But I'll say most of it is concerts I, I have, and, and outings like that. I have the same experience. Concerts, um, mostly live entertainment. Uh, there's a spot around the corner that's clutch. Um, that if if all else fails, we can go in there, sit down, grab a table at any time. It's not super crowded. It's not one of those places where, you know, there's not a gr- there's not a grass wall, so nobody's in there. With you know, with with bright words <laughs> on it, you ain't got yeah, man. You ain't got the, the day swing in there, job. Uh, Atlanta's full of them. Yeah. It's it's grass walls, and as soon as I, it's a little town. You know, old town is walking distance from where we are, and we we were out there Friday night for a Halloween celebration. And if you walk in, if I walk in any spot and there's a grass wall, I'll be ready to turn around. Like, that grass wall is is a red flag for me for food establishments. It means you care more about appealing to a certain demographic than you do the actual food in here. And um, like C Major, like you both said, dive bars are, I go in any bar. Sticky (laughs) floor the better. You know what Mm I'm saying? Yeah, Mm -hmm. man. Some of the best shit come out of them sticky floor kitchens, Jug. Um, with within reason. You don't want too much nastiness, mm-hmm. but within reason, you know. Oh, dope oh, touchy subject. By the show. way, Thank the homie said uh, next time you and Big Durf planning to meet up somewhere for the brew. Absolutely. He, he felt a he Absolutely. felt a way about that. <laughs> My apologies, uh, and he was the one giving us fifteen percent beers. You're absolutely. I am so sorry. I will definitely keep you. Uh, we didn't make it this time, but we. I do have them bookmarked on my uh, social media. So when they do plan the next event, I will definitely reach out. Definitely. Thank you for that touchy subject, Miss Janelle. Appreciate it. As always, you can find us on Reels, at Reels and Feels on Twitter and Instagram. I am working on some things for our producers. Uh, please, please check your email sometime Monday, Tuesday-ish um, by the latest. Uh, the platform in which we are serving up the producers-only episodes will be changing, and that all that information will be in your email. Um, even the payment method will be changing, so... Uh, heads up to all of our producers. Um, for our new producers, once that new platform is launched and ready to go, uh, we will send that link out and make sure that anybody who wants to be a producer can do it. We're not dealing with PayPal. Moving forward, we're going to move to another platform that is a little bit more 
um, easy to use, user friendly. Um, and hopefully we'll drive some views to our content. Producers, you will start to get video presentations of all of our episodes, not just the producer only. And we will start with this episode. So uh, just a heads up there. Um, let me see. Any other business? Any other business? Any other business? That's the only business I have, I think. Uh, Miss Janelle, where can, can people find me find you? on um, Instagram or Twitter at Devious Dose? Please hit me up uh, if you are coupled with your first date stories, just because I like to see that kind of stuff. Uh, and even if you mm-hmm. are no longer with your person, first dates that that you enjoyed. I don't want to lock you know people who are single out of it. But um, yeah, just just to switch up the discourse a little bit, and like I, I've mentioned before, you don't ever go to those sites to see content from me. But if you do hit me in the DMs or anything like that, I will always respond. So uh, I hope to hear from you all there. Mm-hmm. You can find me on Twitter at C Major P U H C E E. That's C E E Major P U H C E E. You can find me on IG at C Major. That's C E E Major. Fuck that UK nigga. Hit the link in both those bios. Get into any and everything I'm getting into. Cool shit, cool shit. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> uh, no, no, that was kind of in and out. I don't know. <laughs> Time for a new cable. 